We'll get to episode 204 in just a moment, but before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of this podcast. It doesn't cost you anything more, but it would be very helpful when you go to Amazon to shop if you used my affiliate link. The easiest way to do it is by going to iCan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. That will take you to Amazon.com's homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. I earn a small commission, usually between 3 and 10%, depending on the item. Sometimes I don't earn anything, but every little bit helps, and I really would appreciate it. Again, that's iCan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 204 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode And it's a very tech-heavy episode. It's not going to be really technical because I, you know, I'm not really that technical. But it involves technical issues with a few different things and site-related issues, a mix of both, if you will. (laughs) Since it's football season, and like I do every week in football season, I talk about fantasy football. And as expected, I lost again in the All-Blind League. And not only did I lose again, I got crushed again. It was a bloodbath. I lost 200 to 124. (laughs) Just brutal. Now, part of the reason I lost was A.J. Brown played on the other team. But A.J. Brown, of course, plays for the Eagles, so I was excited by that. He had a great game, and if I have to lose for that, then so be it. In the Frenemies League, I was playing Ed. And his team is called Bronze Beast. And it's kind of funny. We all have names of animals. I have Golden Menace, of course, named after Ziggy. Brian has Wesley Crushers, named after his guide dog, Wesley. And every week, Frank seems to have a different name. Although I think in that league, I think he's the same every week. Targaryen Pug Posse or something along those lines. Frank, I'm sorry if I butchered that. (laughs) But it's just kind of funny. So in that game... It was really close. I was losing from the Thursday night game on. I was behind, sometimes by a lot. But it always had my confidence meter on the plus side. So it looked like I was going to win, but it really was hairy on Monday night. It all came down to Monday night. I had three guys going on Monday night. I had two guys for Cincinnati, the quarterback Burrow and T. Higgins. And obviously the one isn't throwing well, the other guy's not catching well. (laughs) And I also had Nick Chubb from Cleveland. And it was not a great game for Burrow early on and for maybe three and a half quarters. There wasn't much happening there. And it was getting hairy. It was the fourth quarter and I was still trailing. Now, I kept inching closer because of Nick Chubb. He had a great game. And I actually got a notification saying it's coming down to the wire. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, right near the end, I guess Burrow threw a touchdown pass or two, and I don't know if T. Higgins did anything, and I know Nick Chubb also got another touchdown. So what looked like it was going to be really close turned out into a pretty comfortable win for me. I won something like 144 to 119, 118, something like that. So it turned out to be uh, an easier win than I had expected. In the Frenemies League, 
I'm in first place in the all-blind division. I did pretty well in the fantasy hockey last week, and I have jumped to third place. However, I forgot to set my lineup yesterday, so I missed out on a couple of games. One of them was a great game by the Toronto goalie, who I didn't play, and beat the Flyers 5-2. to two. So I kind of kind of hurt myself there, and I'm playing the number one team in the hockey this this week, so I don't expect to win. <laughs> it's a long season though, so it's it's a little bit different than football, I think, as far as that goes. So there's, I don't want to say there's plenty of time, but there's still time. One of the first things I want to talk about, I'm on the latest episode of that Real Blind Tech Show. I'm on with Ed and Brian. I'm on as a guest host. Allison and Janine were not available. So I stepped in and we talked about Laugh for Sight and obviously some technology things. Uh, It was a lot of fun to be on, as always. And it's a great episode. It's episode 102. I will link to it in the show notes. And you can go check that out. It is a very funny episode. And I'll tell you, Brian is great with the editing, and the clips that he edited in there are just outstanding. One of them is a takeoff of the quote from Slapshot, Dave's a killer, Dave's a mess, (laughs) which I always quoted. And I actually used that back in the day. It might have been as far back to when I was using AOL as my internet provider. I used a a couple of clips that had mentioned Dave in it. One I used was uh, from 2001, uh, Space Odyssey, was, I'm sorry, I can't do that, Dave, (laughs) which I always like that as well. Uh, But go ahead and check out episode 102 of That Real Blind Tech Show. And again, it was a lot of fun to do that. And coincidentally, as I mentioned earlier, it's going to be a tech-heavy episode today because of some issues that I've had over the last week. And as I was thinking about over the last couple of days, what I was going to talk about, I'm like, I have not left the house since I got back from New York. I mean, I've gone outside, but I have not gotten in the car and gone anywhere. So I'm thinking, what am I going to talk about? And I started thinking about things and I knew I was going to talk about that Real Blind Tech show. And some of the other things have cropped up over the last few days. When I was having lunch earlier, and after lunch, Ziggy and I, <laughs> I call them pretzel balls. I think I mentioned this before. Uh, they're pretzel rounds. I think they're from Snyder's. I usually have a few of those after lunch, and I flip some to Ziggy as I eat them. Not too many. He usually gets over the course of the time that I'm eating, maybe four or five, maybe six. Uh, sometimes if one drops on the floor because my hand isn't functioning well, he'll get, he'll get more that way. So while we are eating those, I get a call on my mobile from Xfinity, and they are offering a better package, a better price than what we pay currently with Verizon Fios. Now, how they could know it's a better package, I don't know, because they don't know what my package is. And so the guy starts quoting me. He says, we're going to give you this. We're going to give you 100 meg internet service. I said, 100 meg internet service? Is there anything slower than that that you offer? I thought, how, how low? Can, he, he's like, oh, do you need something faster? I said, well, I need something that says it's 2022, not that it's 2016. And he said, oh, I, I didn't know that you needed the speed. I said, I don't necessarily need the speed, but if you want to compare the package you're going to give me to the package I currently have, you can't quote me on 100 megs. 
And I'm kind of dragging this guy out, hoping, <laughs> hoping that I'll have more material for this episode. And we're talking, and he's going back and forth, and, and then he comes back with another price. He said, okay, now this gives you all sorts of movies. I said, oh, what movie channels does it give me? Well, you have the Western channel, and you have this channel. I said, I said no, no, come on, the, the premium channels. Which ones do you offer? Which ones are, for this quote, which was something like 150 or $160, I said, which premium channels are you giving me? And he said, well, none of them. I said, well, I have a couple now. I have Stars and I have Showtime, and I know Liz would love HBO. And he said, well, you could add those on. I said, okay, well, that would be more then, wouldn't it? And he said, yes. And I said, you said you have a sports package. Is NFL Network and NFL Red Zone included in that sports, sports package? No, that would be more. I said, okay. And I said, okay, and what kind of DVR is that with that? And he said, oh, there, there's no DVR with that. <laughs> and I said, so really what you're giving me, you're giving me a Kia and you're trying to compare it to my Nissan. Or my, maybe a step above a Nissan, maybe a Nissan, maybe one of the luxury Nissans. I, I, don't, I don't know cars because I can't drive them. And as you could tell, since I haven't been in one since, <laughs> since Tuesday, um, it doesn't really matter to me as long as it's comfortable enough, it does what we need, and, and so forth. I don't want to go from Kia to Mercedes because I think that's too big of a jump. And he said, well, I just wanted to show you that I could save you money. I said, well, I could save money too if I just cancel some of those services from Verizon. And he said, oh, that's true. I said, well, let me ask you about audio description. Is it easy to turn the audio description off and on because I need it, but my, my wife and my family members don't? Oh, yes, it's very easy. And in fact, there's a voice remote. And I was shocked that this guy even knew what audio description was. And that kind of disappointed me, to be honest, <laughs> because I thought, okay, well, I'm going to get into it with this guy, and then I'll have even more stuff to talk about blindness-related. Because as I was thinking about the other things that I had in the back of my mind to talk about, they aren't necessarily blindness-related, though there is a twist, because I'm blind and I can't see some of the things that I'm going to have to do, and I'll get to that in a couple minutes. So when we went back and forth with this guy from Xfinity, he, he said, well, if you want this, it'll be X number of dollars more. And if you want that, it'll be X number of dollars more. I said, listen, I said, you can't tell me you're going to save me money. If you're going to save me maybe five or $10, that's not worth switching to me. And he said, I understand. And we hung up and that was that. And Liz was shaking her head, <laughs> she said, as I was talking to this guy, because I told her, I said, I was trying to see what I could get out of him. So I'd have something more to talk about on the podcast. And she laughed and, like I said, shook her head. She told me she shook her head. And so that's all I have from Xfinity for that. So at least the guy knew what audio description was. Whether it's easier to access the audio description on Comcast, pardon me, Xfinity over Verizon Fios, I don't know. I can tell you that I've talked to many people at Verizon and Verizon Fios and tech support and customer support, when I say audio description, they have no idea what I'm talking about. So if 
that's the case, maybe I would consider switching to Xfinity. Comcast is a local company based in Philadelphia, and I don't know where Verizon is based. I think New York. Not that that's terrible or anything, but it's just something else to consider. Another technology-related thing, this is kind of, it's kind of dumb. So every week, we put out an episode of White Canes Connect, and I'll talk more about this current episode that just dropped yesterday in a few minutes, but drop the episode. It's very much related to next week's NFB of Pennsylvania State Convention. So I rushed to get it done. I edited. I spent long hours over a couple of days to get it banged out once we talked to both people who were in it. One of them is Brian Mackey. He is the current treasurer of the affiliate, the NFB of Pennsylvania. And we talked to him one day last week. The other guy we talked to is probably the oldest member of the NFB of Pennsylvania currently, and his name is Chuck Morgenstern. We talked to Chuck on Monday afternoon, Halloween, and with Halloween, I didn't start editing until later that night, and then I edited some on Tuesday, and I had hoped to get it done on Tuesday because I knew on Wednesday I had another interview for another episode that has to get done before the convention. And so I'm pushing to get it done, And I was so excited that I got it done yesterday, Wednesday, and I had uploaded it before we talked to the other folks on the, for the next episode, which will drop in another day or two or three, once I sit back and edit it. I wanted to get it up on Facebook to the Keystone Chapter webpage. We never post it there, it seems, and I thought that would be a good spot to have it. So I copied the information that I had for it to publish to my Facebook groups. I can't see you for your salon. I don't know why I publish it there. And for my salon, I copied that blurb that I put there where it publishes automatically when the episode drops and I copied it and I go into the Keystone Chapter Facebook page and I cannot figure out how to post I messaged the president, Harriet Go, and said, hey, I'm still an administrator, right? She said, I think so. And so then it was time to do the interview, and I'm frustrated by it, but I let it go for a few hours. And I went back later last night. And again, I cannot figure out how to post. It says create post. I click it. It says add to post. It has some other things, but there is no place for me to enter any text. I was dumbfounded. So at this point, I had worked on it for about 20 minutes, and Jane called. And she's in her Uber, heading back to her apartment after an event. And once she got home, and on the way home, she's telling me about the event, she's telling me about some other things. We're talking about her apartment search. If you have an apartment in New York City (laughs) and you need a tenant, Jane is interested. So, so reach out. So once she got home, I said, listen, I said, can we FaceTime? You gotta, you gotta help me. This is killing me. And when things like this happen, I can't just walk away from it. And it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. I should have just let it go and that be that. It's not gonna 
do a ton because most of the people there know about the podcast. And I'm sure if they want to get it, they've already subscribed to it so they can get the episodes when they come out. But I couldn't let it go. And so we FaceTimed and she's, you know, move the camera to the left, move the camera to the right and so forth and so on. She can't figure it out either. And, you know, we're talking and I said, you know what? Hold on one second. Here's an issue. I said, let me make the font size smaller because sometimes when you make the fonts larger, which is command plus if you're in Chrome, and anybody can do that. That's not just for folks who can't see. Um, obviously, if you want to make it larger, evidently you can't see either. <laughs> either. But I guess I had my fonts really large. And so it was pushing any text boxes or anything else. It was pushing them out of sight. So you couldn't get to them. And this happens fairly frequently. But not as much now as it did, let's say, five years ago. Sometimes it will obscure a button when you have to submit a form. Sometimes it will, like I said, uh, obscure a text field or a box. So once I made the font smaller by maybe three minus taps, command minus that is, it was like magic. It appeared. So I pasted my text in there. I went and I grabbed the link for the direct download. I pasted that in there. Bing, bang, boom. It's done. And I thought, man, that was so easy. And it took me only about a half an hour to 45 minutes to do it. It is just, and things like that happen all the time. And that is the, one of the most frustrating things about being visually impaired and or blind, that some things get messed up when you fix it, quote unquote, so you could see it better. As I've mentioned before, sometimes it happens with voiceover and things don't get read or voiceover doesn't work or voiceover won't allow you. It'll say submit and you double tap it to hit the button because with voiceover on, everything is a double tap. It's not just you find the submit button and hit it once. You hit it, you hear it say submit, then you double tap it. All of that time just to post that. So that leads me to the last thing that I wanted to talk about. And that is web hosting. Now, I've noticed over the last maybe six weeks to two months, my download numbers are dropping. I've also noticed over the last month or a little more than a month that my website is down fairly frequently. And when the website goes down, the emails go down. Sometimes Liz will say, hey, I haven't gotten an email in my I can't see you inbox in quite a while. Is it working? And I would pull up the website and it doesn't load. Now, obviously, there are occasions when websites go down. They always claim 99.x uptime, Over the last five weeks or so, maybe six weeks, maybe it's only four weeks, my account, my hosting, and I'm not just talking about I can't see you, I mean every website that I host has been down. Sometimes it's just a few minutes, sometimes it's hours, and it's really getting frustrating. Now, here's the trouble with it. 
there are many web hosts out there that I can get another reseller package for and move all the accounts that we manage, both ones that we own and clients, to that. It is a boatload of work. And whenever you migrate a site from one host to another, something's not going to work right. It's just a it's just a given. And so when it first started happening and I would call tech support and I'd spend an hour on the phone with tech support and I would say, you know what, I, you know, I, I can't keep having this happen. And this is back when it was only one or two times that it happened. I'll consider, I'd consider moving. And every time I would think about moving, I would think about all the headaches and all of the work that I would have to do to make it all happen. There's roughly 50 web hosting accounts that we manage. Again, some are sites that we have that it doesn't matter if they're up or down. Sometimes there's, there's not much content on them. Some are sites that we still host for clients that have gone out of business and we just haven't shut them down and taken the stuff off of them. The bigger ones where when we need space, we will do that. But a smaller account, I like to leave up because sometimes it is a site where I could build an affiliate or a content site on it and in that same niche as what that client was doing. There was a senior community site that we was one of the first sites Dan and I did. And they called me and said, We don't want we don't need you to host that anymore. I said, Okay. They said, take it down. And I took the main page down, which of course took the nav down, but I left the other pages up because I knew that if I took them all down, then any kind of good um, DR scores, they would go away. So I, again, I took the main page down and I, I just think it says file not found or something like that. I don't remember what I put up there. So that was a senior community thing. And I don't know that I'll ever do it, but I could create some sort of senior living affiliate site. And, or maybe somebody would pay to have me redirect it to their senior living community. So I don't want to get rid of it. So, so things like that, if they get broken, not too critical. I mean, I'd like to keep stuff like that. There are other ones that, for example, back in the, uh, I want to say 2006 or so, whenever the Fanatic 97.5 launched, they hadn't mentioned their domain name. So I went and I bought fanatic975.com and thefanatic975.com. Now, in the meantime, I had learned that they had picked 975thefanatic.com. But still, it was something that I got on and I started to mess around with one of them. Those two sites have things on them. And again, they might have some sort of value in the sports realm whether it's tickets or merch or I don't know what, content, uh, current sports information. And I've looked into that, and there, there are services out there that do things like that. Um, 
I don't remember the costs involved, though. Let me just take a step back. 97.5 The Fanatic is an all-sports radio station similar to WIP. Both are in Philadelphia. I think The Fanatic carries Flyers and Sixers? I'm not sure which. It's been so long since I (laughs) had a radio to actually pull it up. I don't even remember. They carry, you know, live sports as well as sports talk in Philadelphia. Migrating stuff like that, if the stuff gets broken, I can easily just throw WordPress back on there and just start over just to have something there. The issues happen when there are sites like that Real Blind Tech Show's website or com, or some of the other sites that I have. If stuff gets broken and there's like I said, about 50 of them, with at least 15 or 20 that I have to go through and I'll have to test. And again, it's not an easy thing to do the migration, especially with the shows or the the sites that have the podcast. This site, ICan'tSeeYou.com, uh, BlindTechShow.com, things like that. Uh, WhiteCanesConnect.com, even though it's not launched, it is just about done. And I may launch it before the convention. As I told you last week, I may launch it because, as the saying goes, done is better than perfect and better to have it up than down, even though I might not have a great picture of myself to put on there. I mean, is there really a great picture of myself? I have a great one from Lisa. I think I have a good one from Stacy. I have most of the content on there other than the podcast episodes And there's an easy way through our podcast host, Lipson, to bring those in. The other day, Tuesday, there was an issue. Liz wasn't getting emails. I wasn't getting emails. But I didn't know this until my friend Lisa texted me. She said, I'm not getting any emails. Is something going on? Are the sites down again? And sure enough, they were all down. And I thought, you know, just what I need, I have to do this podcast episode that I was editing, the one that I just mentioned, episode 50 of White Canes Connect. And so I called. HostGator is where we get our reseller package. It's a little bit more than just a regular hosting package, again, because we resell the services that HostGator provides us. And we have a whole bunch of storage and a whole bunch of bandwidth. And I've been happy with them for the most part, For 18 years, we have hosted with them, 18 years, since 2004. And I called because I needed support because I wasn't getting anything. And when I got on the phone, this was clearly a big outage. They said, the message was, your hold time is approximately 94 minutes. If you don't wish to hold... We can call you back. I said, okay, that sounds fine. I said, yes. Okay, your wait time will be 85 minutes. It is Thursday afternoon at roughly 5 p.m. And I have not yet received my call back. Now, I know they probably think I was calling about the outage. But at this point, I was calling to figure out what's going on what I can do in the future to have these outages stop. And sometimes the outages are just small things where they affect only one or two servers. Sometimes, 
evidently like the other day, it was more than that. The problem is it's happened very frequently over the past month or so. So frequently, in fact, that I've noticed it on multiple occasions and called on at least three or four of them or tweeted about it on three or four of them. I tweeted about it the other day that it's down again, not acceptable. A lot of people liked it. But they knew that it's a problem. And so I don't know if that's the cause of the downloads for the uh, podcast being less. I don't know. But I do know that I just can't keep threatening to move everything. I've got to do it. And I've debated on doing it before I go to Pittsburgh next week. And I don't think it'll get done in time. So I have to wait until I get back. So I've got to go another 10 days or 12 days of hosting with HostGator before I can switch. And I don't know how often the site is going to be down, how many people try to go to get a podcast episode or read the show notes and they can't get there. It's very frustrating to me. And the biggest thing, as far as it goes for me, I'm going to move to a new host. It's not going to be identical to HostGator, which over 18 years I've grown comfortable with. The cPanel they use is a certain way, and I know where all the buttons are. Sometimes they make little changes, but for the most part, it's been the same within our hosting accounts. When I go to somebody new, it's going to be different. It's not going to be exactly the same. And when you can't see stuff, it's going to make it that much longer to do all the migration. And most companies, when you move to their hosting services, will help with the migration. But it doesn't mean that there's not going to be issues. It doesn't mean that links won't work or email doesn't work properly or pages aren't there. It's a hassle. It's a hassle and it's hours and hours and hours of time that I've got to be prepared for. And that means that there's not going to be a lot of time to do some other things. I've been talking to Mike Walsh with his site, flightforsite.net, and he has gotten back and he wants to get his site up. So I've got to get that done. I'm hoping to have that done by the time I go to Pittsburgh so I don't have that to worry about. Although I will have to worry about it because I'm then going to have to move it. So that's the issue with moving the host. It's, it's always a hassle, whether you're blind or not. The problem is... When you move to the new host and you get past all those other issues of the migration, I still have the issue of not being able to find where buttons are or links are or tabs are or what I have to do in certain circumstances to get something to work. It's kind of like switching WordPress themes. They're all very similar, but sometimes they have different ways of setting stuff up. And with this, I dread it. I absolutely dread doing this switch. And I just know it's going to be hours and hours of work. And I, I don't even know how many hours. And I basically will have to, I'm guessing, have a list of the sites that have to be prioritized over ones that are a little bit less. Obviously, my client sites are going to be the ones that have to get done. So, blindtechshow.com, 
a handful of others whose sites we've done over the years and that still host with us, we actually have a couple of people that have uh, hosting accounts through my friend Chris Staley, who was an instructor of mine at the Chubb Institute when I learned all of the graphic and multimedia design back in 2003 and 2004. So those sites have to take priority, especially some of them are internet-only businesses, not just informational sites like com or blindtechshow.com. These are sites that have are income generating. They're not necessarily e-commerce. I don't think there's any e-commerce. I'd have to go take a look. But there are sites, a real estate site, for example. So those have to those have to be at the top of the list. I'm not sure how long it's going to take. It's just it's so frustrating to me. And at this point, the fact that HostGator couldn't even get back to me to make sure everything was good. Now over 48 hours later, actually now we're. We're about 54, 55 hours later. They told me 85 minutes it's been. <laughs> it's been quite quite a lot longer. So that is what I'm up against with the switching. And again, I just have to do it. It's just time. I guess 18 years is too long. And I just have to stop threatening to do it and just do it. I just know it's going to be a ton of work. And that's why I had stopped Every time I thought, I'm going to do this, and then I thought, oh my gosh, it's so much work, and like I said, so many hours to do it. So we'll see how it goes. I'll let you know, of course. And again, that's not going to happen until after I'm back from traveling to and from Pittsburgh, uh, which will be next week. In the meantime, I have Just Listen coming up, and Just Listen also has to do with White Canes Connect, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I do want to mention more on episode 50 of White Canes Connect. We spoke to, as I mentioned earlier, Chuck Morgenstern, who has been in the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania since 1964. That is the year I was born. So he has quite a lot of history with the NFB of Pennsylvania. So much history, in fact, that he was in it before it was called the NFB of Pennsylvania. And it's interesting how they decided to make that switch. And you'd have to listen to episode 50 to to hear about that. We also have Brian Mackey on. Brian is the current treasurer. And thank God he wants to do it because I just can't imagine doing all that work. I don't like doing the treasurer's work for the Keystone chapter, let alone for the exponentially harder affiliate work uh, of the treasurer. I mean, it is just a ton. There's a lot more money, obviously. There are, I don't remember how many chapters. I want to say eight chapters and divisions. I'm not maybe it's eight chapters and two divisions. Whatever it is, there is a few entities that have to get money into the treasurer. There's other things that go on with the treasury of the the state affiliate. So uh, Brian is on, and he's talking about a little bit of the treasurer's stuff. He's talking about the NFB PAC plan. And what the PAC plan is, it's pre-authorized contribution. You sign up for it, and every month, the NFB takes out however much you authorize, $5, $10, $100, whatever it might be. So each month, at certain day of the month, that money will come out of either your bank account or a debit card, whatever it might be. So it's important for the NFB, nationally speaking, to have this because then they 
have an idea of how much money is going to come in each month as far as that goes and what they can afford and what they can budget for. Money for that goes for they have a free white cane program. They have other programs, literature and things like that, um, that is used with that money. And it's important to have all that stuff, especially the white cane program. It's a free white cane program. You don't have to be a member of the NFB. And they will send you a new cane every, I think it's year and a half if you need one. I've taken advantage of that. And I may have taken advantage of that before I was even in the NFB. I'm not sure. Maybe it was after. I don't know. But canes run anywhere from 25 to $50 or so, unless you're talking about one of the high-tech ones, which can run hundreds of dollars, which <laughs> I don't know that I would ever buy, even though it's high-tech. So Brian talks about the pack plan, and that brings me to this week's Just Listen. Brian is very enthusiastic about the pack plan. And nationally, they came up with a song, which Brian had the balls to sing on the podcast. And I thought, this is great. He has the balls to sing it. I don't care how bad it is or how good it is. I'm going to include it because he has the balls to do it. And so in this week's Just Listen, here is Brian Mackey, the treasurer of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania, singing the pack song on Just Listen. My rendition of the pack plan, you gotta suffer through it. Dead on the pack plan, I have today. We need your contribution right away to find movement. It must be done. Our battle can be won. I don't know that I would have the balls to sing at anything, especially on a podcast. And I know a few of my friends have done that. <laughs> Uh, Max Ivy, the blind blogger whose podcast, What's Your Excuse? He sings on every one of his at the beginning. It's the, it's the intro. And he talked about that in Believe You Can. Now, Max, of course, can sing. I, I cannot. <laughs> so I do not think I would sing. I mean, if push came to shove and somebody said, oh, come on, don't be a baby, I, maybe I would do it. I could probably be coerced into doing it. I mean, it's only going to affect everybody that's listening to it. They'll run for the exits, and maybe that's what you need. You need to clear out a room, call me in to sing. But thank you, Brian, for that, and I loved it. It put a smile on my face when I heard him singing it when we were talking to him live, and then when I was editing it, also put a smile on my face. It reminded me of a kid that was in Jane's class at Walden when she was, I don't know if she was kindergarten, first grade, this kid was having a blast singing, and he was singing at the top of his lungs. And I always think of him, they were doing a Coldplay song, and I always think of him when I hear that song, and I always wonder what he's up to these days. And uh, it just makes me smile. It, it, again, just like Brian, when Brian did this song, it made me smile. I, I think it's kind of like when Liz and I call, <laughs> call our friends and we sing them happy birthday to our close friends. We'll call and, and do happy birthday. We don't sound great. In fact, we probably sound horrible. But we do it, and it makes the people who we're calling smile. So thank you, Brian, for that. Again, puts a smile on my face when I hear that. And thank you for listening to episode 204 of I Can't See You. Please reach out if you have questions, comments, show ideas, whatever you've got, a review. Please call 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Leave your name in town if you do leave a message, and I will use it on an upcoming episode. Again, anything you've got. Just want to say hi. Hey, what's up? 
want to tell me what you think of this episode or any episode, give me a call, 646-926-6350. I really would appreciate that. There's also an email address, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear from you there as well. On the socials, of course, at David Benj, D-A-V-I-D-B-E-N-J, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. As always, show notes are available over on the website, assuming that the website is up. And again, the website is icantseeyou.com slash 204 for the show notes for this episode. icantseeyou.com slash 204. Remember, I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash 204. Thanks again for listening. I really do appreciate it. Be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.